right. Our question today is what does overfunctioning look like? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. Okay, we'll get into that. But before we do, quick review. Um, So incredibly grateful. I've been married for 21 years. I've had several discoveries through our marriage. Before the last discovery, something felt really wrong in my gut. I searched for podcasts on betrayal on a whim and found you. Three days later, was D-Day. It was clearly a gift from God that I found you right before D-Day. Your podcast helped sustain me through these past two years. I'm so incredibly grateful for you both sharing your truth, providing hope, and creating programs to help others move to healing. I have found courage to face my truth and change myself through this. My words can never express how grateful I am for this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. For finding us and taking the time to share that. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I finding us three days before D Day, that, that I don't think that's luck. So I think maybe God was had a hand in that. So, um, all right, Ashlyn, over. Um, I think I think there's several words um, like synonyms to this um, over functioning, but let's just talk about what it is, then I'll give what those synonyms are in a minute. What, what to you is over-functioning? Well, we picked this topic because I'm an excellent example. Um, and I see it every day with the women I get to work with. I think, I don't know, maybe it's a blanket statement, but um, as a mother, I over-function. Um, I, I don't, I, I take on things because I know I can do it and I can get it done fast. And so I'll just take care of it. So I'll make all my kids lunches, even though they're 10 years old, they can do it themselves. Or I see girls who are, um, just today in group who said, you know, I'm taking care of all the finances and it's so frustrating. And I have all this resentment that, you know, my partner's not doing their part because they don't know how, but we're not giving them a chance to learn how, because we're doing it. Um, yes, I'm just going to do it anyway. Right. And that's, I, that's classic. Yes. Yeah. So over-functioning leads to, and, and I know this is a dirty word and I know I'm not supposed to say it, but it leads to enabling. Um, and so if you think about that dynamic is if, if somebody is an over-functioner and I know, Hey, they're going to take care of it in the end. Like, this is my responsibility. This like, I should do this. I should do that but you know what? They're going to clean up the mess. Mm -hmm. What it does to me is then place, I play small and I I think, well, I don't have to worry about it because they're going to take care of it. Um, And we see over-functioning with uh, betrayal trauma. Uh, uh, One of the, one of the telltale signs of the fear cycle, 
getting caught in the fear cycle after betrayal is overfunctioning. Mm. Um, and and you, you can understand why, right, Ashley? Yeah. Get some control. I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, so, so you, you get put in this really tough dynamic with betrayal trauma where I, I there's so much at stake. There's my family, my marriage, my this, like uh, the, my future, my, all these things. And so it's like, well, I don't now trust my partner. Mm-hmm. I don't trust my partner that they're going to step up and do it, what it takes. And they're going to, and so I'm going to go do everything I possibly can to make sure that things happen because there's so much at stake, but that that's a, it causes, it's a big problem. Um, so and, for well, maybe a one in betrayal that could look like, I'm going to call and make your appointments for therapy. I'm going to, I'm going to apply for this group for you to be in, um, that type of thing. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard a story this week where a woman said to her therapist, she said, I feel like I am in charge of saving our marriage. That is my job. That's that. But she was saying it kind of in this way of like, I, it, it, get, it gave her importance. It gave, it made her feel good. Right. But it's, it's really problematic is if she's the only one in charge of saving their marriage. And so she goes to therapy, does all of her work, um, is extra patient, extra kind. It does, uh, makes the house really nice. Does all these things, everything that she possibly can. And, you know, he's not in charge of saving the marriage. He's in charge of just bumping around and doing whatever he wants to do. What does that create in a relationship? Um, Some resentment, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. Actually, when I started learning about over-functioning, it was like a backwards way of learning how to be boundary because I started to see all these resentments that I was having, but I was not doing anything about it. I was doing more. (laughs) Well, the the answer to over-functioning is boundaries is... But, but, but here's the uncomfortable, uncomfortable space is instead of over-functioning, I'm now going to be honest with you mm-hmm. and boundaried with you about what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And the uncomfortable space is if I don't step up and do it and fix it and take care of it, maybe nobody will. Mm-hmm. And, and so the mess will be made. The disaster will happen. The consequence will come to that person whose responsibility responsibility it is. And and as a as a person who doesn't want to overfunction, you have to get yourself to be okay with that, which can be really really scary. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time with our kids. Right, it's up their dish off the table and put it away. Then it is for me to like try to get them to do it <laughs> you <Yep>. know <laughs> um so i can over function and, and do it for them but then it then it causes all kinds of problems in the future right they're not so, learning the lessons you want um, to teach <laughs> codependency is is uh, exactly they they don't and, and you're taking away the chance for them to learn that right so um so let's talk, Ashton, let's talk about specific maybe examples of what overfunctioning okay. might look like. Okay. Um, and you were saying hovering, 
scheduling therapy appointments, those type of things. So you absolutely can overfunction um, after betrayal um, for your partner's uh, recovery. And you'll gain a trust in your ability to try to work their recovery for them. Mm-hmm. But what you won't do is gain trust in them working their recovery. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, what are some other examples of over-functioning? Can you think of any, Ashley? Um, yeah. And I think I see it in a lot of um, parenting for moms, like I had mentioned before. Um, so, you know, we're in group, we're talking about, and I'm sure in therapy and group you, for you, you're talking about recovery work, but you're also talking about life and all the other things. So over-functioning can be in all areas of life. Um, so I see it in these, these moms who have the mom guilt. If I don't do these things, I have to, I have to go and I have to work a job. I also have to make dinner and I also have to go take the kids to do something fun you know, because I want to be a good mom. So I'm going to way over function. And then I'm going to be resentful that my partner didn't come and do these things. Or I'm going to be resentful that, yes. you know, the kids weren't grateful and didn't treat me nice or whatever. Right. Um, instead of, Hey guys, right. I have to work today and it's a busy day. So you guys get to have fun figuring out what you're going to do for fun today. It's summer, you know, go figure out and have fun. That's how I, I was raised. Go figure it out and have fun. And I did, <laughs> but, but I think a lot of Ashley, I think a lot of women feel like, okay, that's great. But the fact of the matter is, is if I don't do it, if I don't take care of the house, if I don't, um, you know, take care of the kids, then, then it's just going to be a, a, a freaking wreck. It's going to be a mess. Like I'm going to have to live in a cesspool because, because nobody's going to do it. Right. You don't want that. So I've done it a couple different ways. So um, we don't want that because that's under functioning, right? So it's finding that kind of happy medium and either saying, here's my needs and here's where I need some help and asking for what you need and not expecting people to just guess. Um, Or it's saying, I don't actually have time for this. And I can see that my partner, my children cannot. So I'm going to hire someone. Oh, I like that. It doesn't mean it goes straight to disaster. It's like, you have to find a solution in some way. Yeah. So I like that because, and I realize, like, I realize not everybody can do that, but you come back to your boundaries. So if my boundary is I, I value cleanliness, mm-hmm. um, but my, I'm also not going to go clean up everything for my kids all the time. And, and I want them to learn how to clean and to take responsibility for their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they never clean anything then I'm, I'm going to have to say, okay, like, I'm not going to go jump in and do it for you. Um, I'm not going to overfunction, but I am going to do something that is in my control to protect my boundary and something that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, codependency, a good sign of codependent behavior is what do something for somebody that they can do for themselves. Mm. Did do you follow that, Ashley? Uh-huh. You do something for somebody that they can do for themselves. It's it's overfunctioning. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we're um, all doing it then. <laughs> the... <laughs> yes, we all overfunction <laughs> to some degree. Um, but in a good sign that you're doing it is resentment. Yeah, I, always. Is if you have a lot of resentment going on, 
Yes. Yes. So um, with, okay. For my kids, when they wouldn't put their clothes away. So I go and do the laundry. I bring it up to their room. They won't put it away. So my solution wasn't go and do it. And they're not going to do it. They still couldn't figure it out. So it was like, okay, let's sit down. You need a different arrangement in your closet. Is it too hard for you to reach the hangers? Is it, you're not liking how to fold or whatever. And one of the solutions was, I just need music to listen to. Like something so simple and stupid was keeping me in this place of like, "Ah, I'm so mad. Why won't you do this thing? when all that we have to do is turn on music and it gets done in two minutes. And so sometimes it's just slowing down enough to ask, Hey, what's going on? What can we do to find a solution? And that's a very simple with your kids, but I mean, with your partner, Hey, we got to find a solution to this. This isn't working anymore. Yeah. I'm overloaded or I'm burned out, whatever it is. I love your example here because it's a good example of, Okay, if your kids can do the laundry for themselves and they can learn how to do it, as a mom, you look at the situation and and you look at it and you say, okay, like I could just do their laundry and not worry about the battle and the whatever. But as a mom, your maybe your job isn't to overfunction; it's to it's to actually teach them. So they might be struggling to do their laundry because they don't know that music helps you get productive. And (laughs) so as a mom, you go teach them and you kind of show them how, but you're not doing it for them. Um, And there's a big difference between the two. You're not just jumping ahead. And it's like when my daughter, um, my, my 10, my eight year old um, has homework and it's like these easy math problems and she's so frustrated and she just wants to, and I'm just like, okay, I just want to start writing the answers down. Just boom, 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 boom. Like, okay, hand that into your teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be done. Because sitting with her, yeah, sitting with her in it and watching her and teaching her how to learn and how to, how to do the homework, not giving her the answers is so much better for her. And so sometimes it's easier to overfunction. Than it is to actually not under function, but actually be present with and engaged with the person in that moment. Oh yeah. It takes time. You know, Brandon, when I started looking at this in my own life, I realized I've been over functioning since school, you know, um, middle school, I would say when we started doing uh, group projects, I hated doing group projects because I didn't want to be connected to the person who doesn't do their job and the person who's going to get me my grade. Right. And so I was like, I can't depend on people. I mean, it's deep within me, right. That I'm like, I'm just going to take care of it because I know how to do it and I can do it and blah, 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 blah. It's ridiculous, but that stayed with me in so many different areas. And, and I see it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm telling my assistants, I'm hiring more people because I can't do more right now. I can't do more. And over-functioning for me shows up in so many different areas. It's not just, we're not just talking recovery work um, here. We're talking about, and my girls in group have added it to their daily check-in. Did it, How did I over-function today? Was I mindful? Yeah. Did I give I love it. a chance to, I love it. to step in? The fact of the matter is, is if, if you're an over-functioner, then you're actually going to attract into your life the <laughs> under-functioners. So the lazy people, lazy people will love you. I, they will like the people at work 
it, you know, the, 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 the lazy guy uh, nice can take advantage of her because I know she's not going to get, uh, you know, a, an, an F here. Yeah. So awesome. Like I can chill. Um, and <laughs> it, it sucks because the more you overfunction, the more you're going to be surrounded with lazy people. <laughs> um, but the more you are, <laughs> it's true. Um, the more you are boundaried and the more you're honest with people, those lazy people won't last yeah, they won't. because like you're, they're not going to be able to hang with you because you're going to be like, look, I'm getting the A, but you know, what? I need to go talk to the teacher because this isn't working for me mm. for you to freeload in our group. I so done that, you need to go find another group. I needed you back in right. middle school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. Okay. But doesn't so, it apply to marriage and parenting and everything no, else? It's, it's everything. I can even see it in friendships, you know, and just the way that our world is right now with social media and technology, it's easy to step in and start over-functioning even in our friendships and, and not allow, right. you know, I see a lot, um, a quote that's like, your friends are not your therapists, you know, um, I'm not a therapist. Yes. And, and so when we start relying right. on, you know, we start to over-function, let me tell you all, I can diagnose all of your problems. I can tell you what to do. That's yes. even over-functioning. That's over-functioning. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not my friend's therapist. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, hey, like I'm your friend and I'm not going to jump in things that aren't mine to jump into. And, and so I can feel important or so I can take your pain away or so like you need to go mm. figure that out. I'm, yeah. I'm a friend. Like, talk to me. I'll, I'll empathize and connect and whatever, but I'm not your therapist. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. So um, if you are listening and going, hmm, maybe there is some things that I'm over-functioning in. I think what Brandon said in the very beginning, if you start to notice um, places of resentment, that's how I started to learn where are areas that I'm not being boundaried or where are areas that I'm super over-functioning and I'm not allowing the people around me to do their part, to lean in. It's going to be uncomfortable for both of you, <laughs> but it's also going to move you forward into where you want to be yes. um, and yes. relieve some of that pressure. So make a list, kind of dig in and see yeah. where, where you're feeling it and make some changes. You'll find it through your resentment. That's a good indicator. And, and uh, you know, this is boundary work. This is work we did in Beyond Betrayal. We, we, we really hit this hard on knowing yourself, being aware of your emotions, being willing to be honest and authentic and vulnerable in relationships. And these are all the buzzwords. I'm throwing all the buzzwords yes. of therapy out there, but th that's what helps you to deal with the uncomfortableness of sitting in some of the vulnerability rather than controlling things by over-functioning. Okay. Um, and, and at first it's scary and it's hard, but as you do it more and more, it feels good. Mm -hmm. It feels empowering. You don't get taken advantage of, and you don't live in fear and all right, Ashton. So everybody needs to go get our Beyond Betrayal program, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, for sure, we yeah, we just opened it up again last week. So one thing I one thing I that's really stuck with me with boundaries, and there's so many different ways to look at it. Um, but boundaries are for me, and then from boundaries we go to agreements, and they're for we. And so I think we get mixed up, especially the women that I work with, with 
okay, I'm going to set my boundary and I'm going to take it and I'm going to tell my boundary. And then they don't hold that boundary and it's not working and it's not fair, but it's like, wait, you skipped the step of, we have to actually make an agreement. You can say what you, what you no longer can do, but now you have to figure out what you can and see yes. if it will work. Right. Yes. And so this is actually, you know, when we have over-functioning, create those boundaries and then figure out together what some of the agreements will be going forward. Well, like, let's use your school example. So you got the lazy guy in your group, right? Um, so you actually, let's say you actually step up and have boundaries <laughs> of like, look, I'm not going to do this whole thing. This is a group. And let's say the guy says, look, I'm really bad at, at this thing. And I'm I, like, I just, I struggle. I, I'm not good at that. And so you say, okay, I'm good at that. I'm happy to do that. And he says, but I'm awesome at this. And so it's like, okay, take that. That's your mm -hmm. thing. We've made an agreement now where I feel like we're, we're equal partners and mm -hmm. this is, this is actually working for me. Um, so you've had that communication. You, there's that connection there where you come to, to an understanding between the two of you and then resentment's not going to be a result of that interaction. Um, if, if that's not happening and you're just automatically taking over because you're in a state of fear, then it's going to, it's going to have a ripple effect in terms of all kinds of consequences in those relationships. Yes. So love yeah. it. Hopefully that gives people a good idea. Your little example there to walk them through what it can actually look like. Cause it is, I mean, I feel like I have to check in with myself regular regularly on overfunctioning, and I know I'm not alone. So, well, um, I just want to say if you're overfunctioning, you're no you're normal. Yeah. Um, it's not, <laughs> it's not like it's common and and don't beat yourself up. But if you've listened to me and Ashton talk about it and you're thinking, I want to change that because I feel some resentment, you can change that and you can shift out of that. So, yeah. All right. So thanks for listening, you guys. All right. Um, any last words, Ashley? No, take care. That's it. Go, don't live in resentment. <laughs>